A thing that looks like a police box standing in a junkyard. It can move anywhere. Maven, concentrate on Sim. Give priority to the detectors and the navigation systems. There is a corridor. And the corridor is time. It surrounds all things. On display, I eventually had to go down to the cellar. That's the display department. With a torch. The lights are probably gone. So had the stairs. You are just number six. I am not a number. I am a person. Welcome to British Invaders, episode 435. This is the podcast all about British science fiction television, and this time we are continuing our discussion about The Green Man. This is Brian from Canada. And this is Eamon from England. Hello. This is an adaptation of the Kingsley Amos novel of the same name. It was done as three 50-minute episodes broadcast by the BBC at the end of October in 1990. So this is our Halloween special for this year. And it has an impressive cast that we talked about last time with Albert Finney in the lead in this strange story in a country hotel and restaurant that is haunted by the specter of a notorious inhabitant and previous owner from centuries past spooky and strange stuff for us in this halloween month brian indeed and here we are talking about a uh, star-studded cast and a huge name writer now things have reached a rather heady state in the green man hotel morris allington's drinking is getting worse it would seem he's just buried his father his plans for a sort of sexual encounter in fact a threesome with his wife and mistress appear to be bearing some fruit and of course, he's got the ghost, the ghost of this occultist, Dr. Underhill, who wants to meet him at midnight with the strange silver figurine that Morris Allington had previously recovered at nighttime from Underhill's grave, no less. Another little Jamesian nod, retrieving the artifact that may cause some trouble later on. Yes, that is very M.R. James, you're right. And of course, this is going to lead to some increasingly strange visions and encounters for Morris Allington. And of course, it will lead him to some form of choice towards the end of this when we get to the third episode of this series. Yes, absolutely. So what is going on with this? Firstly, we know that Kingsley Amos was an admirer of M.R. James and his ghost stories in particular. And this may have been Amos attempting to do something like an M.R. James story. We have the backstory of this Cambridge scholar and occultist. We have a modern figure doing research in a college library. We have the recovery of this artifact, this little figurine from a grave. And that all fits in with the sort of MR James feel of it. As you say, Brian, it's very Jamesian. Yeah, and then on top of that, we have Michael Hordern, who was in the Jonathan Miller adaptation of Whistle and I'll Come to You, the MR 
James story, adapted in 1968, we have that actor showing up in here as well. It does feel like a little casting nod back to 1968 and Jonathan Miller's version. A little bit, yeah. And we get the idea of the green man, this mythical figure that represents nature, fertility, regrowth, rebirth, often depicted as a leafy face turning up in carvings on old buildings and plaques in gardens, things like this. It does. And of course, on pub signs or hotel signs, possibly as well, the green man. And we did come across this a bit when we discussed the adaptation of the Kingsley Amis story that became the ferryman in ITV's Haunted from 1974. And we see it again here. We sort of get it hinted at with a rather enigmatic opening to episode one of this series. But then when we get to episode three, and you might have been wondering when the Green Man stuff was going to come in. Well, in episode three, we get a sequence in a wood at night in rather gruesome, and I'm going to say almost full-on horror movie inflected detail. It's quite hammer horrorish that sequence if not even the evil dead in some parts um so that's quite a surprise i guess in a way brian that it leads to that yes that was quite intense uh was interesting but yeah that was quite intense and not where i was expecting them to go with it but of course all this is going on it seems mainly all to be happening to morris allington and it leads us to wonder whether this is actually all in his mind and a result of his very excessive drinking and his use of or overuse of prescribed medications leading to him to having some form of hallucinations. Yes, and at one point his doctor diagnoses him with delirium tremens and it seems like maybe this is related to his drinking. And we also know that both Kingsley Amos and Albert Finney had problems with alcohol, you know, and those were used by both of them as inspiration for this TV series, their their own drinking problems. And finally, there's this description of the series as a, as a comedy or this sort of sex comedy influence. The blurb on the back of the BBC DVD says, he'll leave you screaming with laughter, which may seem a bit out of place. I'm not sure. I thought it was an odd blurb actually to find on the DVD because it's not that sort of show, Brian, is it? I don't think... There are much in the way of laughs in this show, certainly not screaming out loud laughs. I felt it's not that sort of comedy. This is more the sort of social comedy that felt, and I'm not sure if I can fully make this point, Brian, but it feels like it falls into that mid-20th century exploration of sex and drugs and rock and roll in the middle classes, that it's that sort of comedy, that sort of sex comedy and slightly slanted or weird look at how society is behaving at that time yeah i think it does have farce elements in it a little bit especially at the beginning as well yeah i guess so there is some stuff going on particularly with the restaurant scenes when he is being the sort of the host of the hotel and entertaining everybody with the strange stories while there's all this other stuff going on and there's a variety of bedroom hopping as well. Yeah, the dynamics with the with him and the wife and the mistress and so on. Which makes me feel that it's very appropriate that Malcolm Bradbury adapted for 
this for the screen because it's very that aspect of it reminds me of the History Man and particularly the BBC adaptation of uh, the Bradbury novel uh, that we talked about a little bit in our last episode. It's it's not genre at all, the History Man, but it was that same sort of social comedy with a hint of sort of uh, sexual farce going on as well. Oh, interesting. So I have to ask you, Dr. Raymond, about the medical depictions here. We have a doctor involved and different things that he's doing. We have the death of Allington Sr. We have Maurice Allington and his excessive drinking and what he's prescribed by the the doctor and then possibly hallucinations he's having we don't know so what did you think of the depictions how did it do in medical terms well i mean nikki henson plays the gp who is, of course, a close personal friend of Maurice Allington. Him and his wife know the Allentons very well. They are guests in the restaurant at the start of episode one. And I became I became a GP in 1990, and I do sort of recognise that country GP who, by virtue of living in the same town or village, has to become sort of social friends with their patients. But this can be shall we say, problematic. And of course, Morris Allington sort of exploits the friendship, I think, to get prescriptions from Nicky Henson. Prescriptions that he probably shouldn't be taking and certainly not in large quantities, particularly with the amount of alcohol we see him consuming. So I thought that was very interesting. I thought it re- reflected a certain lax and liberal prescribing of medications as to whether the whole thing is all Morris's hallucinations, I think that's a very interesting reading of what's going on. Clearly, if you were a guest in the restaurant in the first episode when Morris appears to be seeing things that nobody else can see and having some sort of breakdown as a result, I think you'd be tempted to think, yes, it's all in his mind. He is pushing things too much. He's drinking too much. He's probably taking stuff he shouldn't be taking. He's working too hard. And yeah, this is all medical or this is a uh, all in his mind, as it were. So yeah, I think that's a very interesting read of what's going on. The medicine depicted, I think, realistic, although slightly unfortunate. It's not the sort of medicine that we would hope for nowadays. And the depiction of Michael Hordern's character having a stroke and then the well, diagnosis and his passing away and so on. Well, of course, uh, that was slightly far-fetched in that the GP makes the diagnosis with very little to go on and then issues the death certificate the next day again in a slightly cavalier fashion i think you'd need more evidence to actually be able to put that on a death certificate when michael horden has had some sort of um, episode during dinner and then collapsed so yeah i thought that was slightly pushing it brian that was a bit unusual and would not be the process of certifying death by a gp that we'd expect nowadays Okay, very interesting stuff. Yeah, but thank you for asking me about the medical stuff. It is it is <laughs> interesting to talk about. Yeah, it's always interesting when these sorts of things show up. So I think it's time to get into some of our own thoughts and opinions on this a little bit more. So Eamon, what did you like about The Green Man? So let's start with the act. 
acting. Let's start with the cast, because the cast is splendid, and it's led by Albert Finney. Michael Horden is in it briefly, but Albert Finney sort of dominating the p- production central performance. You know, what an outstanding actor. So, and, and I think everybody around him is doing pretty good work as well, although perhaps not quite up to Albert Finney, but then again, again he is Albert Finney. So I like the cast of it, Brian. What about yourself? I would agree with that. I think the casting was done to make sure they had some good people once, once you had Albert Finney there. Getting these smaller roles in there by people like Nicholas Grace and Josie Lawrence and so on. I think it was a really solid cast and they did a good job with it. I also want to reference the actual ghost appearances and the sort of more horrific sequence at the end with the more monstrous figure of the green man. I thought those were all well done. We have a number of moments of people seeing things and, you know, getting into the spooky stuff and then the more horrific stuff. I thought that was visually well done, but also well directed and well used. So I quite enjoyed those parts of it. Yes, that was terrific, actually. The depiction of the ghost and the appearance of the ghosts were great. And then that horrific woodland at night sequence in episode three which surprised me actually for the bbc brian in how shocking and horrific it was but also how well done so yeah i think all that stuff was great actually yeah this was an after nine o'clock show but even so in 1990 that was sort of a lot for tv yeah absolutely I'm going to mention that it it reminded me again of another show. It reminded me a little bit of the house with a story that we saw in the Mark Gatiss show, uh, Crooked House, from a few years ago, Brian. Oh, yes. And that strange sort of, you know, house with many stories and some strange dark figure from the past. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I could see some elements from that. Although definitely with some things, I think it's drawing more from the M.R. James short stories. Yes, and we've kept mentioning this as we go along. It does seem very M.R. Jamesian. And I suppose the stuff in the woodland is the notorious or infamous Jamesian wallop that he always used to deliver at some point towards the end of his stories. So yes, it does seem to fit. And all the Cambridge stuff and the research, the dark figure, the graveyard at night digging up something that you shouldn't dig up yeah fascinating to see those little parallels with mr james stories and mr james productions that we've covered in the past now a big question here what did you think of the more comic elements and all of the sex stuff there was quite a lot of sex stuff in here yeah there was there is that sort of strange or as you said fast like stuff social comedy sex comedy going on morris allington is jumping from a number of bedrooms and having sex outdoors and trying to get this threesome set up it worked for me because it was the character of of morris that this was what he did he chased women younger than him he chased booze he chased prescription drugs and overdid all of it so in that sense i think it worked you know i did want a little bit more of the ghost and some of the creepy stuff when all that was happening but that's that was fine what about yourself what did you make of it brian it did not work for me i found it kind of tedious and sort of wanted to move on to the ghost stuff and the figuring out who this past 
person that he's che- that he's figuring out who the ghost is. I wanted to move along and get to to those things. They did the the whole sequence where, and I suppose this is spoilers a little bit. The whole sequence where he finally gets the two women together for the threesome, and they're more interested in each other than they are in him. And I just wasn't interested. It was just tedious and I wanted to move along to the ghost stuff or, you know, that stuff they, when they were a little more on like the, uh, looking at classism or, you know, those sorts of social dynamics, that stuff was okay. But all of this sex stuff in there, it, it didn't, uh, it didn't interest me. No. Okay. I mean, it is a bit slightly weird part of this show surprisingly for the yeah i suppose for 1990 on the bbc after nine o'clock you know a fair bit of sex and then the horrific sequences in in uh, episode three but yeah i can see how the sex stuff would distract from it and i guess in a way might also make you miss what's going on in this show trying to sort of figure out what's actually happening yeah it didn't seem like a good match uh, having those elements and the ghost story elements i'm happy to have different styles and genres blended together i like things that do that but but I didn't feel that it worked very well in this one. And those elements, I personally didn't uh, didn't feel worked that well. I'll also mention just briefly, there's one, uh, was one special effect which was a bit dodgy. Morris is having a bath and a creature is flying around the bathroom and bothering him. Of course, when people come to rescue him, they can't see this thing. I think in the novel it was a bird, but it very clearly depicted, I thought, as a bat in this version but it's a rather cheesy overlay sort of cso added on or composited bat i thought brian when I'm, that bit didn't work terribly well yeah i didn't mind that mostly because the music and the performance from albert finney helped to sell it so i wasn't too bothered by the fact that the effect was pretty basic but you're right that it's not up to the standard of some of the other effects that were done in this right. show anything else in the negatives column about this i don't think so shall we go to our recommendations i think we should brian shall i kick us off sure why don't you i am going to give a cautious recommendation to the green man starring albert finney based on the novel by kingsley amos it is cheap and cheerful to get hold of here in the uk you can even rent the dvd and particularly if at some point it turns up on britbox i would recommend giving it a watch excepting that there's going to be some sort of dodgy and probably unnecessary sex romp stuff from the 1990s but the horror sequences and effects and part of it do work quite well so i'm a sort of cautious yes on this one brian what about yourself i sense you're going slightly the other way yeah i am not going to recommend this there were some nice moments with the horror and ghost story type things and i i liked some of that but i didn't enjoy the sex comedy type things and as a whole i didn't feel it hung together very well so no this is one that i will not recommend okay but if you've seen it if you remember it from 1990 come along to the facebook group or twitter and let us know what you think absolutely 
So, in summary, the Green Man introduced us to Maurice Ellington, who is the host and owner at this restaurant and hotel, the Green Man, where he is acting as a raconteur and telling stories of ghosts, and he is indulging in a great deal of alcohol and also chasing after younger women and things with his wife as well. And things shift for him when, after telling ghost stories, he starts to see a ghost of his own. And we pursue the path of researching the ghost while some of these sexual liaisons continue. And we move towards a rather horrific conclusion. Interesting stuff. Let us know what you think on the Facebook and the Twitter. Absolutely. And come back next time when we are once more needed as we return to Avengers Land, possibly for the last time, to consider Albert Fennell and Brian Clemens' The New Avengers from ITV in 1976 and 1977. Uh, there's going to be some more fun with our favourite spy and secret agent, John Steed. Absolutely. Always fun to come back to the Avengers. Until then, you can find all of our episodes, well over 400 of them, at BritishInvaders.com. And if you search for British Invaders on Facebook, you can find our group there and join in on some of the conversations. Or you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Brit Invaders Pod. Either of those two platforms are a good place to come and tell us what you thought about the shows we've been covering. Also, British Invaders is a proud member of the Voice of Geeks Network, which you can find at vognetwork.com. You'll find British Invaders, you'll find other podcasts, you'll find gaming content, Twitch streaming, and all sorts of stuff going on at vognetwork.com for the Voice of Geeks. Absolutely. So thank you for listening. And this is Brian from Canada signing off. Yes, thank you very much. Until next time, it's Eamon in England suggesting that you watch out for spirits, particularly the alcoholic ones. <laughs>